Come to Mundo! Welcome to the Mute All Chat Podcast. I am your host, Flapjack Bill, alongside Proxy Jack. We're here to talk mad shit about League, help the low low plebs like our former selves climb, and generally entertain you. This is a safe space for feeders and scrubs. Now mute all, and let's invade Red. Well, Proxy, you weren't here for the discussion of your favorite team, but you're here now, and that is what matters. Because this was finals week. We've crowned a new king of North America. We've crowned a new king of EU. We've crowned kings of everywhere else, but they don't matter. Uh, we're only going to talk about North America today because I don't care about EU and their dynasties. How have you been? I wish I could say I've been doing better with the League. It just seems like uh, I don't have a read on this meta at all right now, which kind of sucks because if I want to try and play Caitlyn or I want to play Ash, it's gone and thrown out so it's don't know what to play anymore at the moment i i hear that i i had family in town over the weekend so let me pull up my solo queue really quick uh it should be quite barren um i have not improved or fallen at all i think i'm like going one for one uh, I have lost like 200 ranks in north america on anivia because i haven't been playing anivia at all Mm. Uh, when was the last ranked game I played? Uh, I played two ranked games two days ago. I got filled to jungle, and then I got ADC. I won the jungle game and lost the ADC game. We won. We won this jungle game in eighteen minutes. Huh. I was I was setting up to play against Cassidy. I was going to play Twisted Fate against Cassidy. Uh, to match the roaming power. And my jungler had already locked in Kha'Zix, and he was like, yo, uh, give me mid lane. It's an easy win if I play Kha'Zix. And I was like, fuck it. <laughs> so I picked Sejuani and went jungle. Uh, and I, I put in chat in the first two minutes of the game, I was like, my game plan is to get Kha'Zix fed. And that's all I did. I didn't fuck with anyone else on the team. I didn't gank any other lanes. I farmed and I ganked mid lane, and that was it. And this dude got fed and carried us. We won in 18 minutes. Yeah, I probably need to start re-looking at uh, my uh, um, winning conditions. Because I, I, when I was focusing on it, I did really well. And I haven't been like establishing if A gets fed or if we get dragons or any of that. So I guess that's been kind of one of my issues. So get some enlightenment about, I guess, what I've been doing. Hmm. Yeah. I've but also I... been... Our, our, there's a brief update from Colonel Kraken. Even though he's not here, he did, in fact, win his way back into Plat 4. Uh, so he's just not going to play ranked anymore this season. Um, and he's actually dedicated quite a bit of time to trying to learn Kiana mid 
um, and I've been playing jungle for him in these games. And we went on a one, two, three, four game loss streak yesterday. Uh, it was so fucking sad. Uh, every single game, either he performed well and someone else ran it down or he just got super slammed. Um, he also did this thing where he never banned Vladimir and he had to play against Vladimir like three times. <laughs> and Vladimir just dunks on Kiana. <laughs> it was so sad. Uh, so I played two games of Lilia Jungle, which I enjoyed the shit out of, but we it I was not effective. Uh, <laughs> I played a Ramus game, uh, which I did not enjoy and was also not effective. Hmm. Uh, we finally won a game where I played Senna ADC and I I had a brand as my support and we stomped the Lux Jinx lane so hard that like I was I doubled her CS. We won in 16 minutes and I had double her CS. Holy crap. On like, a Jinx I was, too, of all things. And I was playing Senna. Like I didn't have all the kills because the brand was really just he aggressive yeah he was playing very aggressive uh and i didn't mind because i was just looking for stacks really but this game was disgusting james also uh performed very admirably on his kiana against a vladimir shockingly uh he went four one and three and uh i think it's because i made him i kept telling him to roam and he went and found Kane in the enemy jungle and assassinated him like three times. Huh. It was great. Uh, but yeah, that was a uh, that was a fun norm that we played yesterday. I was very low impact, but uh, extremely oppressive. It's exactly what I needed to be. Um, but anyways, that's enough of me. Unlike you. Uh, more like my uh, solo queue history. My team didn't do well, but however, it does match you that your team is doing well. Hell yeah. My guys in team solo mid pulled off a win in North America through the loser's bracket. They played more games in playoffs than they did in the entirety of Summer Split. Uh, really just best of five after best of five went to five games um a brief note about the uh tsm team liquid best of five uh that series to me looked like two freaking uh it's it was like godzilla versus king kong and they just went at it they took turns yep. beating the shit out of each other uh back and forth back and forth and uh team liquid uh i don't know what good old jat was doing with one of the drafts in one of the games but <laughs> they gave they gave jensen zillion uh and bjergsen just pooped on him yep <laughs> and uh, it, it i mean it takes it takes a lot of balls to play a very well-known champion that your enemy mid laner plays against him. Uh, but you also have to perform on it. 
and he didn't do that. So that was rough. TSM wins that series 3-2, and then we get the finals series, TSM versus FlyQuest. It came down to the third seed versus the fourth seed. Third seed being FlyQuest, fourth seed being TSM. And let me tell you, this series was crazy. Did you watch it? I caught bits and pieces of it because at first it just seemed like it was going to be a 3-0 stomp. And then mm-hmm. FlyQuest suddenly shows up to try and take the reverse sweep. And, you know, looking back through all of it, like FlyQuest was trying to struggle out, but man, they just, they didn't have it. Like they, they definitely came up to the plate near the end, but they just didn't have it. It's true. I'll tell you what, too, uh, about this, this FlyQuest series. There were some extenuating circumstances with this series. We seen we saw the longest game pause I've ever seen in North America, mm-hmm. um, due to the wildfires in California and the surging need for electricity because it was 130 outside, which is completely outlandish for California. Yep. Um, there happened to be a blackout that happened at Wild Turtles' apartment, so he gets kicked out of the game. Game obviously pauses immediately. Uh, they find out that they, they're not going to be able to get the power back on because it's in rolling blackouts, so effectively their electricity got shut off by the power company, and it's just going to stay that way f- until further notice. So they have to move him to the FlyQuest gaming house in the middle of game two. So they do, they moved him, all the way to the FlyQuest gaming house. It took them, like, I, I, I was watching it on Twitter because I, I didn't actually catch the first two games. I caught uh, the last two games and bits and pieces of game three. Um, but they, uh, they moved him to the gaming house, uh, and then they just started the game again. And if I'm honest, I think it's a little jank that you get to communicate with your team during pauses. Yeah, that I hold on. I thought the rule was that you couldn't because if I remember correctly, the only person talking is the one with the issue and the ref and to top it off. Uh, they may have changed this specifically for these circumstances with COVID going on. Um, but you were you weren't even like allowed to look at another player's screen, like you weren't supposed to look left or right. You had to focus on your screen on top of that. So game pause. You've it's you know it's that classic teacher eyes forward, shut up, don't say a word, don't do anything. You're here to learn, kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. you just sit there, and if you're having the issue, you're talking with the ref, trying to figure out what's going on with your mouse, keyboard, internet connection, whatever. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I don't know. I know I saw people in the community talking about how they would be able to communicate. Um, I know FlyQuest was playing the games from separate locations. They had made the decision very early on in uh, quarantine that instead of all playing at the gaming house, they were going to play from their homes. Uh, and that's just what they did. That was what they were comfortable with, so that's what they did. Uh, TSM, however, was playing from their facility, uh, which they built somewhere in Santa Monica, near where the LCS studio is. 
and so that's that's where they were playing. They were all in the same room. So honestly, I'm I'm pretty sure they can't like talk to their coach, but I don't see a world where you can effectively stop the FlyQuest roster from talking to each other at all. Mm-hmm. Like the or do you have a ref in each one of their rooms with them that like I don't know. That I don't know what the situation was, but I do know that there was a very long pause and they had to move Wild Turtle to another location, get them all set up. Uh and after they did that, FlyQuest won two games. So hmm. it was it, uh, it this this series was intense. Yeah. Uh, uh on on my review of the games, um, it appeared that TSM came out of their Team Liquid series and into their FlyQuest series with a whole new game plan. Yeah, um, they did. And while it didn't always work out for them, the game plan was basically this. Uh, make Solo regret ever playing League of Legends. That, that was the whole game plan. Uh, they said, Spika, you're going to go up to top lane and you're just going to punch Solo in the mouth until he stops playing the game. And so they did that. Uh, it worked for the first two games. Uh, they still hammered on him for the last three games, but FlyQuest overwhelmed them in other parts of the map, namely bot lane. Um, yeah. Um, that was always a hot contest because if I remember correctly, it was like a met. Was it this one or was it one of the other ones where it was constantly like the Caitlyn back and forth? Caitlyn. Uh, let's see. I've got I've got all of the pick bands set up right yeah, here. Yeah. So we have the Ash and Caitlyn were hotly contested back and forth. We had Caitlyn on FlyQuest game one, game two, uh, game three. It went to Ash Senna, and that's where Fly started winning. So then, game four, uh, Fly Quest pulled in the Caitlyn and won a game on it. And then it was just constantly, you know, abusing that Caitlyn of mm -hmm. one team or the other, which is a wild turtle classic. Mm -hmm. So, pull it away from him, try and win, but they lost the first two games with it. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, upon further inspection, if we're looking at game one, uh, FlyQuest, just based off their draft, I'm straight giving the game to TSM. Like, you don't even have to watch the game. Let me give you the draft here. Uh, TSM comes in and they pick for themselves. I don't... Let me see if I can pull up the pick band in the order that it happened in, because that's an important thing sometimes, if it, if you care about it. if I don't give a shit. Um... TSM manages to get themselves Camille, Set, Zillion, Ash, and Karma. Uh, while FlyQuest puts Solo on Orn, Graves for the jungle, Victor, Caitlyn, and Lux. Um, on paper, these are both, I would say, very good team comps. Um, I'm always a fan of putting carries in Broken Blade's hands, uh, but I think FlyQuest... Uh, I don't. I don't think TSM won this series as much as FlyQuest lost this series because they had Solo in top lane and they just gave him Orn and Gangplank the entire series. Yep. And something to keep in mind is like 
as you were saying, like they came and lost. Uh, one thing that I really paid attention to was like the first two games, Flyquest were not getting dragons. They were like the first game. I think they got. They didn't even get one to um, TSM Soul. I think the second mm-hmm. game they were able to pull like one or two um, out of like the four or five, and still like TSM was beating them over the head with a dragon. Game three was where they turned that around and they got more dragons. Game four, they were losing dragons, but still won. And then game five, it was just FlyQuest wasn't there. Yeah, these man, man, oh man. The 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 dragons are so important for these pro teams. And this this series was kind of whack. The you just like you were saying, game one, TSM gets the soul, FlyQuest doesn't get a single dragon. But I'm I'm writing off game one uh as a power of evil just wasn't awake yet kind of game because mm-hmm. let me tell you something about Bjergsen Zillion in game one. Bjergsen Zillion in game one uh looks an awful lot like caps on Zoe. Let me tell you let me tell you how this looks at the end of the game. We get right up to the end here. The I'm looking at the VOD right now I can tell you the scores. The very end of the game here's what the mid lane matchup looks like. Power of Evil on Victor is level 16 He's one three and two, not not great. Well, one four and two. He does die one more time at the end of the game. It's so one four and two. Uh, he's got two hundred ninety nine CS. Bear in mind, we're at thirty three minutes forty seven seconds when the Nexus does eventually perish. Bjergsen's Zillion is eight zero and ten. He's got a fully stacked Megize. He's got three hundred and forty CS. In what fucking world? Should a zillion do that to a victor? Well, when it just happens to be Bjergsen's zillion, I guess there's a lot of questions that can get thrown out the door because we don't have the answer. You're right. I don't see anyone in any other region ever play zillion. Ever, actually. In fact, I saw a highlight reel today for G2 Wonder when he was on Splice, and Splice had a mid laner named Senkux, and he played Zillion in the highlight. Uh, and I don't know what he did, because the highlight was about Wonder, but I saw it there, and it was like, man, that was like two or three years ago. No one plays this champion except Bjergsen. <laughs> but, and I, I was listening to uh, a, a sort of a podcast type thing today, where this series was being discussed and i think it's bjergsen's zillion is like na's nightmare but i don't think he'll ever get to play it at worlds you think it's going to be banned immediately i think well here's the thing right now spika is drawing bands on a team spika and broken blade are drawing bands on a team that has bjergsen and double lift on it that is fucking crazy. Speaking mm-hmm. Broken Blade, your young bucks on TSM, speak of the rookie. Yeah. Gets his Nidalee banned. He's getting other power junglers banned. And that's freeing up Bjergsen to play whatever he wants. Problem is, I don't think 
his his zillion just doesn't get punished in North America. No one ever punishes him with a heavy CC jungler. No. Yeah, like, something that can lock down the, the him and ult or something that can yeah. wait to just or wait through the ult to jump back in and kill him instantly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I don't want to discredit Bjergsen. I love that guy. He's so good and he's very calm and cool and collected. He's the reason I play mid lane for crying out loud. Uh, but like, he just doesn't get punished. If you like, and there's something I was hearing on this podcast is like, you can't really consider mid lane as just a one V one because mid lane is so important that it it almost necessitates jungle presence. So you have to look at it as a 2v2, especially in pro play. So instead of looking at, oh, is Bjergsen better than Power of Evil, you have to look at, oh, is Bjergsen and Spica better than Power of Evil and Santorin? And on paper, I want to say no, because I think Santorin's a god, and Spica's just too inexperienced. But they proved me wrong in this series where I expected FlyQuest to win, and then TSM won the first two games, and I was like, I don't know what to think anymore. Uh, but I don't... Th- in North America, I don't think there's another team that fields a good enough mid-jungle to actually beat his zillion. I don't think that exists in North America. But I think it does exist in other regions, like China. Maybe Korea, definitely Europe. But, like, China, Europe for sure. Like, I mean- you've got... You got some real heavy hitters out there. The thing I'm trying to figure out is like, I mean, we watched what happened in North America with what what happens if you ban um, Bjergsen's champions. Like, and I'm talking like this last half of the split. It's like mm-hmm. we see the tweet go out from Bjergsen. Can you just stop banning my champions? They're gonna lose anyways. Like, it, it got <laughs> to the point where no matter what you did with Bjergsen, you're gonna lose. And now we're at the point where you start focusing on other people because Berrickson's obviously not the answer to ban t- with. They're still losing. So I'm, I'm wondering, because he plays the oddball zillion, he plays Sindra really well. Like, he plays all these champions well um, that aren't necessarily the meta. I'm wondering if, like, somehow TSM is just going to pull this world out of their rear. Like, they were... They they were terrible in spring split. They were f- just as bad in the first half of summer split, and then all of a sudden they come out of nowhere, and now we get the TSM hype train, woot woot, going mm-hmm. through. Like, I mean, you can't focus on Bjergsen. You can't focus on Spica because Bjergsen's going to steamroll you anyways. Like, I don't know. I'm thinking they might actually do decently at Worlds, and that's scaring me. Because I was so excited <laughs> for C9 to just come in and show uh, what Sven can do, but uh, it's it's uh, I'm actually really bummed that you weren't here to talk about the C9 games because I actually think Sven was like one of the best players on C9 for the TSM series. Uh, he pissed me he, off with a couple of his moves, to be honest. Um, there is one distinct play. Me. One distinct play where his support roamed up because there was a fight breaking out. The enemy ADC and support roamed up. And on his Ezreal, he was too focused on farming and getting his Mur- or his uh, Tier of the Goddess stacks. 
rather than try and take the kills that were super low and readily available if he could have just he didn't even need man he just needed to auto and if it weren't for that i feel like they may have actually been able to pull off the ezreal but yeah i don't know i don't know if the ezreal was his idea or if it was reapered in the draft we can't know like we don't have the backroom access but it like their drafts were terrible yeah it, it was terrible and here's the thing is i if you if you you guys know I'm talking. Anyone that's listened to this podcast knows I absolutely love Sneaky. I love watching his videos on YouTube because it's highlights from his stream where it shows you why he made this decision. Oh, the mid lane roamed down after I died. Well, I went mid to cover further lane while they picked up a few kills. Like it shows you their thought process. Well, now we're getting a look at the thought process of Cloud Nine because we we don't just have Sneaky commentating on these games. So if you want to watch these games and you just want the highlights sneaky and medios go over what's going on what they expect and everything like god freaking mm-hmm. medios was so excited when evelyn was picked that first time just to see it played and see it decimate like that's gonna throw things around um at world oh, yeah because TS- tsm picked the evelyn didn't they yeah and what was it i think it was them destroying orn with evelyn like the team, yeah, that was whack. Yeah, it's just brutal. But they started analyzing the game, and when it came to the Cloud Nine games, they were both on Cloud Nine. They know the coaching staff. They know what's going on, and they were thrown for a loop. What do you mean you're banning Caitlyn? Your first pick. Either make them waste the ban or grab it. There is a reason why Sven got second rank challenger in North America with caitlin like why are you getting rid of it reaper can't be the one saying oh guys ban it we don't want it there's no reason to play caitlin because ven is so good at the chip like none of it made sense to them it was just terrible terrible like i what kind of curse did tsm give cloud nine like i swear i swear like the bad (laughs) drafting went from tsm to cloud nine in that second half I don't know, man. It, I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I, I absorbed so much League of Legends content uh, <laughs> last week. I, I watched. Um, it was I will dominate. Did a podcast thing, yep, with Svenskeren, um, and they talked a lot about Svenskeren's time on TSM as well as his time on Cloud Nine, and one of the things he mentioned. Uh, and he, like, they talked a lot about how C9 seems to be, like, falling off the wagon. Uh, one of the things that they talked about was, like, it felt a lot like how Cloud9 got pretty far in Worlds when Svenskeren was on the lineup. But Svenskeren was talking about it. He was saying it became such a stressful and chaotic environment because he got mvp of the summer split right uh spring and they, they uh was it summer no it was summer because okay. he hadn't started splitting games with blabber yet he started splitting games with blabber at worlds hmm. so they went to worlds and his assumption was that they were going to be uh sharing scrims 
and then whoever was feeling better, whoever had the better champ pool on the day was going to play. And that didn't happen. They just straight benched his ass and played blabber the whole fucking time uh, to exceptionally mixed results. And he was talking about how that almost entirely came down to Reaper got so damn cocky with how the rest of the team was performing, especially during playoffs when they were just dumpstering everybody Mm -hmm. that he started playing God mode and just started mixing and matching his team. That was the team where Jensen was the mid laner and they couldn't decide between whether they were going to field. I think it was Jensen, Svenskeren and Nisky blabber or the other way around. Mm-hmm. And it was just like the amount of tension that was going on just tore the team apart and they couldn't fucking perform well. And if, if you were to go back and look at how dominant they looked in North America versus how uh, kind of like measly they looked towards the end of their world's run, mm-hmm. it's like it was. It's different. A, yeah. yeah, it was like a watered down version of seeing them play at the beginning of a summer split this year and the end of summer split this year. So he was commenting on how he thought it was probably something like the same where they were doing so well and performing at such a high level that either their scrim meta just went horribly awry and they haven't found their way back to what the correct meta is, or they just got so cocky with their drafting that they uh, started experimenting and got lost in the experiments. And I think that is probably correct because Reaper does that sometimes yep. where he he puts together a draft and you look at it and you're like, well, this is either five head or one head. Like, it's either big brain or no brain. Yeah. And if it's big brain, it shows because the players are good. There's a good roster. They're good players, obviously. They just all got re-signed for next year. They're keeping the same exact roster. So obviously the players are good and they're happy with their situation. Well, probably happy with their situation. <laughs> I mean, we know Sneaky is kind of... He's going to get on a team. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, the big thing is when he got kicked off, you knew something was up. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I, brief brief speculation before we get back to the final series because we got yeah. way off track here, but I'm fine with it. Uh if you had to pick a team that Sneaky decides he's going to make his return on, uh, what team do you think? Uh, I think Evil Geniuses. Uh, one, not only is you think they're going to kick bang, um, maybe. And here, here's my speculation: is one okay. he's already got, um, he's got prior history with Zazel. It's there. They did well. They did. Mm-hmm. They were great. Two, it's the former Cloud Nine team. So what? I mean. Why not get the full house, get the whole, you know, shebang, get get it all back together, get that former C9 team going. But I, I feel like that, I mean, maybe they could be, at least like, I feel like Sneaky would feel like he's competing against Bang for his spot. I, I yeah. honestly feel like it could be EG. Okay. I'm pegging CLG. I don't think Stixay has a job anymore. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, definitely. Stixay um, has looked so milk toast for so long. And who's the support on CLG? <laughs> All of them. Uh, Isn't it sorry. smoothie? Uh, maybe. I'm. Let me pull up the thing. CLG hasn't been a factor, so nobody cares. 
Right. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure it's smoothie because TSM traded smoothie for Biofrost, and Bio was on CLG. I'm pretty sure. I'm pulling it up. But that if if he were to go to CLG, I'm he could also go to Immortals because Immortals just cut like their entire roster. Yeah, and I'm seeing Immortals at the bottom. So we got Smoothie and Phil, and we haven't seen Phil, so it's definitely got to be Smoothie. <laughs> I haven't seen Phil. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh I think it's probably gonna be CLG unless they decide to keep Stix A. Uh if not, I bet you Immortals would be willing to throw a bunch of money his way. Um who did he, Immortals even keep? They dumped Soaz, Altec, Gate, uh, and Ica. They kept their jungler. Who's the jungler for Immortals? I'm pulling it up again. One second regular season. Jungle, jungle, X Smithy. All right, so they're just gonna rebuild and around X Smithy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're just gonna rebuild around X Smithy. That would be. I I could see. I could see Sneaky being a good presence on either of those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but whoever, whatever team he ends up on, he will definitely power up to being a contender. Uh, up there with the best. Uh, anyways, back to the series at hand. Now that we've gotten sufficiently distracted, um, we have games one and two going TSM's way. Obviously, let me run you down on the comp for game two because it was a bit different. Uh, FlyQuest once again puts Orn into Solo's hands, uh, and I think this one's forgivable just a little bit, but. After this, if you give him weak side junglers, uh, you're inting. <laughs> uh, they give him Orn. We get Graves for Santorin. Uh, Poe doubles back to his Azir safety pick. Uh, Turtle gets his hands on Caitlyn, and Ignar pulls out Pantheon. Now, Pantheon Caitlyn, I think personally, is a really fucking frightening bot lane to play against however if you misplay it you're inting because you you have to play it on the razor's edge right and turtle's always been one of those razor's edge kind of guys and ignar who's played in all of the regions he's also a razor's edge kind of guy so you've got two of these volatile players on a set of really volatile champions and TSM blind picks twisted fate. (laughs) And they also take Jax into Orn and they get Ash Bard. And it's just bad. It's just bad news bears. Now it wasn't necessarily turtle and Ignar's fault that the game went so awry. I mean, Doublelift did, like, secretly carry that game, finishing the game at somewhere around 6-0-4, but Broken Blade also popped off, going 5-1-5. Solo and Centaurin looked like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing for a mm-hmm. combined total of 2-9-8. Uh, TSM, man, they just they, they pulled that game... Hard pulled the rug hard out of FlyQuest's feet. 
Definitely. And I can't figure out what FlyQuest is trying to do with that comp. Like I I don't I don't I don't understand given the current state of professional meta what the hell you're going to do with Orn Graves Azir Caitlyn Pantheon. Yeah. Your linchpin has to be Pantheon and he has a one man stun. Yep. It's just a lot of it was just bizarre. I mean like feels like FlyQuest didn't show up to the first two games and then suddenly three and four boom they they figured it out and it's like hey silver scrapes is going this is their chance and and there it went you're damn right and i'll tell you uh game two tsm also won that game while uh flyquest had the infernal soul mm. Uh, which has been sort of a TSM thing, is they just win games while the other team has soul. Uh, but also TSM will trade their Nexus for the Dragon Soul, so they're kind of iffy on the value of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Let me get to the end of Game 3 here. Because Game 3 game three was a banger. Uh, very close game. Uh, at the very end of the game... There is but 100 gold that separates the two teams. And shockingly, TSM is up in gold by that 100 gold. Uh, Honestly, this game could have gone either way. But I think it came down to Turtle doing Turtle things and Hecarim. I think Hecarim was uh, a shocking pick that Centaurian came out with. Uh, they TSM did not let Santorin play Lilia the entire series. It was banned all five games. And that, I'm kind of sad. I mean, she's scary. I ended up having to play her recently, and holy crap, like, I was getting kills left and right without doing anything uh, other than just letting the uh, dust do its work. Mm-hmm. I really... I. I was saying earlier in my solo queue adventures, uh, not even my solo queue, my norms adventures, I've played a couple games of Lilia recently, and I really, 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 really like that champion because it it forces you to learn a new aspect of the game, and that is where the hell are you standing right now? Mm-hmm. If you do not macro your champion correctly, or I'm sorry, if you do not micro your champion correctly, you are a minion. <laughs> Not even a cannon minion. You're just a caster minion who runs really fast. But if you run really fast in the wrong direction at the wrong time, you just die and you don't do anything. <laughs> Anyhow, the uh, the draft for game three, I'll give it to you real quick. Uh, TSM goes with North American Jace, Set, Twisted Fate, Ash and Bard. So running back uh, the trio from bot lane from the last game. Uh, FlyQuest puts Solo on Gangplank, which is a refreshing change from the Orn games that he has not been impactful in. Uh, Hecarim, Orianna, Senna, and Nautilus. This is a different look entirely for FlyQuest. It was very entertaining. Uh, and they pull it off. They get themselves a Cloud Soul uh, and they just do get out punch for punch with TSM. Uh, TSM did execute on their game plan to shit in solo serial, 
but it just wasn't enough. Wild Turtle popped all the way off on the Senna, made Doublelift look silly uh, with his Ash. And yeah, man, they took the game. I was excited to see it. We had a series. We did. We did have a series. Game four was a bit different. It was less of an even game, but still a very good game, I would wager. Uh, in, in this game, I'll run through the, the picks again. TSM goes with Jace again for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, set again for the same reason, I guess. Syndra, oh, watch out, Beerus and Syndra. Ash Morgana. Now, I've been largely unimpressed with Doublelift's Ash, uh, but he's kind of got like a 50% win rate on it, so it's like whatever, you know? I mean, but, Doublelift's problem is he's always got to be in the spotlight. He likes the flashy carry, I can go in and do damage champions. He doesn't like the support meta of Ash and Senna taking the spotlight right now. It's not his play style. That's true. But would you like to know what he mentioned in his interview segment after this uh, TSM victory? I mean, didn't he mention something along the lines of, hey, I finally figured it out. I can't have the spotlight, but I'm going to make sure those in the spotlight get there or something along those lines. It, It was definitely along those lines. My joke was going to be that he did also say that he was now one of the four Bjergsen wards. (laughs) <laughs> that's uh, right <laughs> which is a good a good old-fashioned tsm yep. meme yep but uh i'll tell you what Spica has broken all of the trends of tsm junglers being wards for bjergsen Spica is a carry player and he is going to make sure you know about it mm-hmm. uh but I'm, yeah oh. double lift uh in the FlyQuest series, as well as the Team Liquid series, Doublelift straight up just looked the best when he was playing Senna, which is not something that you would have heard from us in, oh, I don't know, <laughs> March, when I mean, Senna was like, dear God, please don't let Doublelift play Senna anymore, please. I mean, what, it was like, the it was this playoffs he figured it out in the very first game he's played since uh, he was failing on it? Yep. It, oh my, it was just, jeez, just, just crazy, just crazy. It took him four months to learn the champion, but now he looks pretty damn good on it. Uh, FlyQuest take the winning game four. Uh, oh, I forgot to run down their comp. Silly me. FlyQuest runs Orn, Volibear, Azir, Caitlyn, and Pantheon again. Now, the reason for this FlyQuest win was straight up obvious. Uh, in this game, TSM did the same thing that they've been doing this whole series, and they just tried to dumpster solo. Uh, and that happened to leave a little fella by the name of Wild Turtle alone with his dear friend Ignar in the bot lane to just do whatever the hell they wanted. Uh, and they did Wild Turtle and Ignar things. And ran TSM's bot lane the fuck over. End of the game. Wild Turtle's Caitlyn is 6-1-7. and seven. Uh, Ignar's Pantheon is 2-1-5, and five, which I believe is more indicative of what they attempted in the first Caitlyn Pantheon game 
Yeah. Uh, they just didn't pull it off correctly. Uh, also, Solo, for getting a lot of attention brought his way in this game, he ends the game 5-1-6 and six on Orn, and that is good. That's the Solo you want to see. Uh, altogether, FlyQuest just played the hell out of this game. They got the soul. They had the gold lead. They were just better. Just straight up better in that game. Definitely. It was, I mean, like, I was like, I, I think it was right around then or like the early dominance FlyQuest had in game five that I started, um, I, I was like driving around town because I was doing stuff, but like I was listening in and I like had Google uh, message you for me like, FQ, FQ, FQ. Because <laughs> I was I like, man, FlyQuest is going to pull it. Like, dude, they're going to get their first, like, first playoffs, get their first win as well. And then we got what we got. <laughs> this is actually their second final. They did back-to-back finals. Dang. Oh, you're right. And they they almost took this one. Game one, or I'm sorry, game five is what we're at. Uh, this is a game I was watching in silence, desperately clinging to my father's iPad. Uh, <laughs> TSM goes with the same thing that they've been doing the whole time and just trying to dick solo. Uh, we got a team comp here. Camille... Graves, Twisted Fate, Senna, and Rakan. Now, I feel it's important to mention here. Biofrost's Rakan is oh, something to be afraid of in North America. I That was the game-winning play, if I remember correctly, was that Rakan itself. Yeah, this dude is an exceptional Rakan player. Uh, and he picked it into the counter to Rakan, the traditional counter to Rakan is Leona because Leona has 19 million ways to crowd control you. And that's like so anti Rakan that you just never want Rakan into Leona. Well, this mad lad Biofrost picks it on purpose after the Leona is already shown. So obviously he's got the biggest balls in the world. Uh, FlyQuest decides they're going to go Gangplank no, 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 set. No, he used to play for Cloud9. Oh, that's right. No, yeah. no, he didn't. Balls. Oh, yes, that's right. Balls did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I fucked up your joke. Oh, oh, oh. I feel so, I'm so upset because Balls was one of my favorite players on that C9 yeah, roster. Oh, balls deep into that jungle. Ah, just yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> oh, god. Oh, man. Anyways. FlyQuest runs Gangplank, Set, Oriana, Ash, Leona. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what. It was a close game until it wasn't a close game anymore. Uh, Doublelift quietly carried the series. Biofrost right along with him. Bjergsen's going 5-0-9 on his uh, Twisted Fate. I mean, if I'm remembering it correctly, it was that biofrost it was like a catch one out with a rakan w or ult and then get the rest of their team forced into a 3v5 and then catch the last guy out at the end. it was like absolute biofrost setting it up 
double lift, making sure Bjergsen can knock it down and everybody just collapsing in on him. It was nasty. Yeah, it's a it's a heartbreaker for FlyQuest for sure. Uh, I think on any given day, either one of these teams can go the distance and beat the other in a best of five. Uh, but TSM really like we I saw a bit of it on their social media, but the all the drafting that started happening with TSM after their first best of five in playoffs was almost exclusively done by their academy coach. Or not their academy coach. Uh he's just a I think he's an analyst for their academy team. Uh the Parth tweeted about it after their C9 win. Uh he tweeted that their their drafts were all done by one of their other staff members. And Honestly, that dude needs a raise. He is building these players just a team comp that they can't lose on, you know? It is it's outrageous to see what they're pulling off. Uh I am, however, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a bit nervous for them going into worlds. In fact, I'm a bit nervous for all the NA teams going into worlds. Because who, Right. We've got TSM and FlyQuest skipping play-ins. So that's great. They're already in groups. They have extra time to be in Shanghai, practicing, scrimming against the other Chinese and Korean teams. Uh, I have seen today, actually, on Twitter, there is what I believe to be a server set up exclusively for pro players. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, Riot, ever since season two, they've been very careful with the way they do servers because of that. Uh, the the silver scrapes for like an hour and a half is they're trying to figure out why they can't connect up to their LA server. Mm-hmm. Well, as of right now, it's it's called they're calling it like the super server, um, and. Every team is playing on it, and all the players are playing on it. I'm mostly seeing talk of it from Shaka Rez, who's uh, he's an LEC guy, and uh, G2 Grabs, who is the head coach for G2 Esports. Um, he's been playing uh, in the Super Server uh, and getting dicked on by <laughs> professional players and shit. And, man... Uh, I'm a little nervous because how does how does Team Liquid win games? Remind me. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what you're actually getting at on this one. I mean, because what Team Liquid has always just been dominant in the game um, since they won like every single year. It was like there was just nothing you could do to steamroll them. Mm-hmm. It was, you just had to hope you could fend them off for long enough that you could outscale them or something that some weird win condition that if you can't win it early, it's got to be late. Yeah. I mean, Team Liquid's win condition by and large is we don't make any mistakes and then eventually we're just going to wear you down so much 
that you're going to make a mistake, and then we're going to end the game yeah. in 37 seconds. Yeah. I don't think that's going to do jack all against these Chinese, Korean, European teams uh, who are just out here to fight and to push and to make you make mistakes. I don't think Liquid is good enough at their own strategy to beat these other more aggressive teams who are really good at their strategies. I think I mean, if you compare the two, it's yeah. going to be Liquid you find wanting. I, I guess, like, because now that you're mentioning it, I guess the one thing that, if I remember correctly, like, NA's always had, like, the longer game times, and it's because North Korea, China, like, Europe, and, I mean, Europe to an extent, I still don't think Europe's as crazy as Korea and China. They're really good at focusing in on the, you know, get that early you know, capitalize on these early mistakes before anyone else does. That's something that NA's just never been good at, which is seen in their game times. It's like the gold's never, or is always super, super close. And then you get to, and this is all NA. NA is very adamant about the gold is always super close. And then you get that one play that turns it in favor of one team. Sometimes it goes the, and it turtles back to the other team, and it's like, oh my gosh, what an upset. But then you get all these Korean teams, and it's like really determined early on. Like, you watch SKT wins, it's like, yeah, no, there's no doubt. They're going to win. The only time that was kind of thrown in the loop was when they had to, what, it was like a fake, was it faker? And the jungle got subbed out, and then the jungle just started inting. So they put the original jungle back in, and they just closed up the series. It was like the when they had the good jungler in there, and then um, they let him cool off for two games. They were so adamant about capitalizing on early mistakes that it was just I got bored of watching SKT because what's the point and when you, when you already know that they're going to win within the first 5 minutes yeah the uh i don't know man the meta the meta has changed so much that i almost like i think it was crumbs that i heard talking about it he he was saying something along the lines of he would rather see uh these younger players, these 17, 18, 19 year olds who just picked up the game within the last like two years and are just exceptionally talented. He'd rather see those guys become star studs than these like veterans like Faker and them because these new guys don't have seven or eight seasons worth of meta bullshit stacked up in their brain taking up space. They're new, they're hip, they're in on all the new crazy shit. I mean, I look at the ex Becke game way back when. It was like, this is new, this is fresh. And it, people are like, there's no such thing as meta for the most part at this time. And all of a sudden we get this ex Becke play where it's like, I have to win now or forever know that I lost us the championship. And mm -hmm. he just completely throws the game out to potentially lose, just hopping around the Nexus. And it's like, oh my God, he's actually going to do it. And then you get Faker, and it's like, wow, he's he's dumpstered on the enemy lane. I, I, I didn't see that one coming. Right. 
they actually, if you'd like to know a bit of the drama going on in Korea, because I watched uh, their last gauntlet, uh, T1 will not be attending Worlds this year. T1, Fun Plus, Fun Plus Phoenix is China, though, isn't it? Yes, Fun Plus Phoenix is China, so we're definitely getting a new uh, champion this year. Uh, but all the previous champions aren't going to be there. So there's not even any of the old guard here to defend a title. Like, the closest we have is G2, who are the runner-up last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, Worlds starts in two weeks. It is going to be crazy. We unfortunately don't get to have any of the Vietnam teams. So sad we're going to miss the Gigabyte Marines. Uh, because the way Vietnam's travel restrictions work, you can leave Vietnam, but you can never come back. We got that. I mean, there's here. here's the thing. This year has been such a political nightmare, and I'm very worried about LCS right now, um, especially after what happened to G2 Yankos this morning. What happened to Yankos this morning? So, in the middle of his stream, he got told to turn off his stream and potentially he cannot stream the entire time he's in China. Nobody knows why. Nobody knows who he was talking about. All he said was, it's from the higher-ups, the really, really high higher-ups. They said, I can't be streaming right now. And I don't know if that's China interference. I don't know if that's Riot Games or Riot Games on China's behalf or through Tencent. Like, there's so many ways this could be going. But all it all it seems like is in China, can't stream in China. What's the big thing? It's China. So more than likely, I mean, we've had the issues with Saudi Arabia um, already come and pass within 24 hours. That was a great thing. Thank you, LEC, for what you did. But man, wasn't uh, I, uh, wait? Was he streaming on Twitch? Yeah. You can't stream on Twitch in China. Is that why? Yeah. The market got bought out. The Chinese, uh, it's not the Chinese government. It's some some company bought out all the streaming rights for China. It's why you, uh, they, they have to go through a bunch of different things to make it so that you can see. Oh, no, I don't even think you can see LPL on Twitch. I think Twitch is almost entirely excluded from, uh, let, me, let me look here. I'm going to. We'll look and see if you can see the LPL on. Okay, so they have a channel on Twitch, but if I remember correctly, you like just in terms of streaming, you can't just be streaming to Twitch in China. That's like that's not a thing. Dang it! And he's partnered with Twitch, which really sucks. So he can't go on another platform without breaking contracts. Yeah, so there's a there are people who are working on making it so we can see some of what the pros are scrimming and stuff. But at the same time, you know, it's worlds, so you're going to want to make sure that your scrim partners aren't leaking your strats and stuff. So it's 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 going to be a bit interesting. I had no idea that that went down with Yankos this morning. That's crazy. It, but I it, was also working, so. Yeah, it, well, it happened what would have been, like, late night for them. It was early morning for us, like, early, early morning. 
Um, I sent you the clip, and it was what? 7.32 a.m. this morning, so he was up late. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, yeah, that's... That's a bit that's a bit crazy to me, but I'm uh I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to watching the games. Uh typically if it's China and Korea, it's gonna be like really late nights. We're talking like maybe lucky if it's starting at like two AM. Yeah, we're gonna be watching restreams and trying to stay off social media. But it's uh it's gonna be a hell of a year. Um they did shuffle how the play-ins are going to work. Instead of a double round robin, it's straight just best of ones. Uh, and then you go straight from best of ones to best of fives. So I think tiebreakers are played in best of fives. I don't remember. I'm going to need to read up on it. But because they couldn't get the Vietnamese teams in, they had to change up the way that they were doing the play-in stage because now you're down two teams. Yeah. Um, and so instead we, of just instead of just giving North America one more seed and giving Korea one more seed, uh, they bumped up a Korean team. So now I think I think every Korean team just gets to skip play-ins, which is a bit BS to me because I don't think they're going to win worlds. Uh, yeah, man, it. Riot's doing stuff, but it doesn't matter because we just get to watch. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to see if they've did, have they announced when they're actually. I bet you it's on their Twitch channel. Um, do, have they announced when we're they're doing the? It's not Pickums because that's for us. Uh, the draw show. Yeah, draw show. The draw show is Tuesday. This Tuesday? Yeah, this coming Tuesday. Uh, it'll be after this weekend. We will get the draw show. Um, the best thing that we can hope for is that the groups are even and not like, oh, there's the group of death. Because if we get an NA team into a group of death, there's no hope. Okay, so for our viewers who have never experienced Worlds or don't know what's going on, uh, yes, um, good. just to fill you in. So this is the way they do Worlds um, draw-ins every year. So it's in order to try and make this as varied and random as possible, because the more varied and the more... You, you kind of try and make it more equal footing for everybody. Because it's already been determined st statistically that, like, for example, when you do, like, what is it, March Madness, where you pick all the NBA college teams uh, to go, they're already pre-set up in a bracket for the most part, and it doesn't give a good reference on who the actual best is. Same with NFL, like all these other things. That's why you kind of get these varied or um, over-the-top, like, Look at how Patriots constantly kept winning. It causes issues where either one team's going to dominate or it's going to give you a whole variety and it's not going to give you a good indication on who's actually the best of the best. Mm -hmm. What they do is we get these teams that skip right ahead, TSM. They're going to go straight into groups. Groups is the actual what bracket um, that you actually yeah. move up in. 
So it's the normal, you know, like March Madness, NFL, like all that stuff where you play head to head. And if you win, you move up. Um, But prior to that, not all of that bracket is filled up. So prior to that, they do a round robin cycle. Um, What happens is there is a pool of teams that they have to pick. And so they, they put everybody in. And they have these people come out on stage. They will grab a ball. At least that's how it's been the last few years out of a bowl. And that bowl will represent one team from one group. So it'll be like NA um, is will be in a bowl or something. Like they sort it. So one, you can't be in the same group as a team that's in your area. So if you're NA, once you like fill up that uh, spot, you're not in or like so if we have a pool one two three and then if i'm looking at this right wait a minute basically you shouldn't be allowed to be in a group with more than you shouldn't have any other team from your region in your group Mm -hmm. um this way you get you have to face against korea china like it's going to be the best of those regions um so whoever wins that group and comes out of it is going to be the best out of all of the regions. You're not going to be just stuck. China's not going to be playing China. Korea's not going to be stuck playing Korea. It's going to be Korea versus NA, or it's going to be Korea versus Europe. It's going to be China versus Europe. It's going to, you know, it's going to be varied. So they are constantly pulling people out until they fill it out. It's all random because you're watching them spin the balls around, pull it out draw a name like a fortune cookie and then boom they're now in the next possible slot they can fill and whoever wins that round robin tournament where you play every single person in that pool you then get a seed in the bracket and from there the brackets already kind of get stacked a little bit but this is to try and eliminate some of that so it gives it a bigger variety so you get the best teams in the bracket so Looking forward to that. If it's coming here on what Tuesday, what the fifteenth, so yeah, it should be, be there. Yeah, it's going to be big because you can start determining if you know who, what seed people were, and if they won whatever in their area, you can kind of figure out who's going to be winning each group. Especially because you might want to start looking at things like Korea, China. They're probably going to be really dominant. If they're really dominant in, um. In the Korean or Chinese teams, they're probably going to be dominant over everyone else easily. And then it just becomes a toss-up. Is it China or Korea? Or if it's one of the lower teams in a higher bracket from Europe or NA, they're probably going to take that um, round-robin tournament, which is, honestly, it's always skewed on <laughs> Europe or North America moving out. Like, if you aren't guaranteed to move into the bracket already, NA has been known to not make it very far. Uh, it's true cloud nine used to be the most consistent and then they what the last year they didn't make it into groups if i remember correctly and was like wow that's a first and now they're not even making it to worlds so a lot of new firsts yeah it's oh it's a thing it's we're gonna have a time but that is going to be it for us today. Uh, we won't have Worlds coverage probably until we know more about Worlds. Uh, I expect 
that next week we will have the uh, group draw. We can sort of comment on who we think is going to be really strong. Uh, I will do a little bit of research into other regions teams to figure out how badly we're going to get slammed in North America. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it'll be just episodes about worlds and then we'll do an episode about preseason. And then during preseason, uh, we're going to talk about how we're improving at the game in other ways. Cause I'm going to dedicate myself to learning to other champions who aren't Anivia, uh, so that I can play more than just Anivia. Yeah. Um, I'm tired of playing only Anivia. Keep, keep an eye out too. Um, we have a bit, we're probably going to have to do coverage over, um, the fact that we're getting mythic items, which are going to be fantastic. Oh yeah. Uh, that's a whole conversation. And then, we're getting a complete overhaul of the user interface of the shop, and I can't wait. We're going to get oh, better recommended so items. Oh, oh, so much is happening this preseason already, and I'm stoked. Dude, League's going to be a good game again. <laughs> yeah, I, I can <laughs> actually live through an ADSS, and it's like at the start of this podcast, that's all I could say was, I can't live out of a talon, you know, coming down from my booty. And now all of a sudden they have an item that's going to be there for me. Uh, yep. Mythic, meaning I can only grab one, but I'm excited. So we'll, we'll have to run down with those new items coming in. But that's our show. We're also, yeah, we're also going to shit on Colonel Kraken for never, ever being here, ever. Yeah. Super unreliable. But that's okay. We love him anyways. He needs uh, <laughs> well, oh, I also forgot. Uh, we're changing episode uploads to friday night at like two o'clock three o'clock in the morning i guess it'll be saturday morning but we'll record on friday nights uh right before the week end of games so yeah we had to change from wednesdays this is the new schedule love us anyways we love you back we'll catch you next week thanks for hanging out with us uh, Bye bye good night that's gotta sting.